Am I on here? All right. I had to reach way around there to hit that button. You know why, don't you? I'm fat. Amen. <laughs> you know, uh, we always make New Year's resolutions and everything. And one year I was preaching at a, at a watch night service and I said, you know what, next year I'm going to lose weight. That's the stupidest thing I ever said. I gained like 15 pounds and everybody's like, well, you didn't keep up to that, did you? No, I didn't. So, amen. But I do appreciate the privilege to be here. I count it a, a truly just a great honor just to be here among uh, friends, I believe. Amen. I, I love your pastor. I love your associate pastor there, Brother Ronnie. And uh, I appreciate these men. They are, all, they are all very well capable. Any one of them could have preached tonight and you would have went home here with something from the Lord, whether it be the pastor, whether it be Brother Ronnie, or whether it be Brother Matthew here. Amen. I, I'll just be honest, I'm a little jealous of Matthew, I'm going to tell you, because uh, he went to Hiles Anderson College. And... Uh, if I, if I knew God was going to call me to preach, I would have liked to went there. Amen. And so every time I hear I'm Matthew, ah, he thinks he's a big shot. I went up there to Hiles Anderson. And I, I'm just kidding. But uh, I do appreciate the privilege uh, to be here. Amen. I want to obey God and, and, and try to give you something uh, for your heart and something for your life, something you can take on and carry on in the new year. Amen. Amen. So if you have a copy of the Word of God, turn it with me. The first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter 50. It's page 70 in your old Schofield reference Bible. <clears throat> Try to say something that will help you. I pray for my wife and son. They were unable to come tonight. My son, he has been uh, sick just about all week long and... Uh, I would have loved to got to bring him because I like to show him off. And uh, so uh, they were not able to come tonight, so you'd be much in prayer for them. Genesis chapter 50, we'll start reading in verse number 15. Verse number 15, read what the Word of God says. And when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will peradventure hate us and will certainly requite us all the evil which we did unto him. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph, uh, saying, Thy father did command before he died, saying, So shall ye say unto Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now, the trespass of thy brethren and their sin. For they did unto thee evil. And now we pray thee, Forgive the trespass of the servants of God of thy father. And Joseph wept when they spake unto him, and his brethren also uh, went and fell down before his face, and they said, Behold, we be thy servants. I like this verse here. It says, And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for am I in the place of God. But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it, uh, <clears throat> but God meant it unto good. To bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. Now therefore fear ye not, I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them 
and spake kindly unto them. If God will help me tonight, I want to preach on this subject. Am I in the place of God? Am I in the place of God? Let's pray. Lord, our most kind and gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we do thank you, Lord, for just another privilege to be able, Lord, to come back to your house. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for this church, Lord God, and what it stands for. Lord God, we thank you for the man of God uh, that you have placed here, Lord God, for many years. We thank you and we praise you for him, dear Lord God. I just want to ask you, Lord God, that you'd help me tonight. Lord God, I, I pray that you'd loose my tongue. Help me not to stutter and stammer around, but Lord, if I do, I'll give you all the praise and the honor and the glory for it. For you made me, and you know me, dear Lord God. You knew everything about me, and I thank you, and I praise you for that. Lord, I pray most importantly, God, if there's one in here that's lost, I pray that you'd save them for it's eternally and everlasting too late. And I pray, Lord God, as Joseph said uh, to his brethren, he looked at him and he said, Am I not in the place of God? Am I in the place of God? I pray in 2016 uh, we can say, Am I... In the place of God, and we can mean it with our hearts. Lord, thank you for all that you've done and all that you're going to do. We ask all these things in your name. Amen and amen. Now, we all know the story of Joseph. Joseph is a very familiar story, and I love uh, the story of Joseph. Amen. I, it packs a lot of things in uh, to a period of 14 chapters. Uh, the story of Joseph starts with Genesis uh, chapter 37 and then it goes to the end of the chapter. And, and Joseph, just to give you a little background, uh, and then we'll go on. Uh, just to give you a little background about Joseph. Uh, Joseph uh, was a son of Jacob, amen? And, and Jacob loved his son Joseph because the Bible says uh, that he was the son of of his old age, and he loved him, uh, and he made him a coat of many colors, amen, uh, that's how you know when you love somebody, when you make them some, my son, he'll make something for me, tells me he loves me, amen, he don't go to the store and buy it, amen, uh, he makes it for me, uh, and so uh, J- Jacob uh, loved his son Joseph, and he made him a coat of many colors. Uh, and then his brethren, uh, his brothers, if you will, they despised him because they seen that Jacob loved Joseph more uh, than the rest of them. Uh, and one day, uh, their uh, uh, Joseph's brethren, they went down to Shechem uh, uh, to feed the sheep, uh, and Jacob came to Joseph and said, Joseph, I... Uh, I want you to go down there to Shechem and I want you to check out, uh, I want you to check on your brothers and I want you to check on the flocks and I want you to come back and tell me how they are. Amen. He was a concerned parent. Amen. I'm finding that out. My son's two years old. I'm concerned. Amen. I'm concerned about him. Amen. Yesterday he fell and he hit the end table and put a big dent in his head and where we went down to the emergency room last night, and I was worried about him, amen, I was concerned about him, I wanted to make sure he was alright, and so whenever they see Joseph coming, I, they conspire, if you will, and they dig a pit, they throw Joseph down in there, they act like they killed him, I, they took his coat of many colors, and they ripped it up, they put a, a, a kid's goat on it, a, a kid's blood on it, a goat's blood upon it. And then, uh, and then sold him, and, and then, then they sold him into Egypt in slavery, and then he went to Potiphar, and he was Potiphar's uh, servant, everything was going good, and then Potiphar's wife, 
<coughs> come on and she tried to seduce him and she tried uh, 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 to, to uh, get with him, if you will. And she, uh, day after day, it came until one day he went into Potiphar's house and there was nobody else there uh, but Potiphar's wife. And there was whenever uh, she tried to seduce him again and he ran out of his coat. Amen. That's a good thing to do. Just run. Amen. Uh, when that stuff happens. Uh, and he ran and then, then Potiphar's wife told, told about him and said that he wanted to come in and lie with me and all this sort of stuff. And Potiphar uh, threw him, uh, threw him into prison. And they're in prison. Uh, you know the baker and the butler. Uh, they have the dreams. Uh, no one's able to interpret it but Joseph. And Joseph interprets the dreams. Uh, and then uh, he tells them, hey, remember me. Uh, and, and they forget all about him. And then, then Pharaoh has a dream. Uh, and, and Pharaoh don't have no one... Uh, to uh, interpret the dream for him, and then he remembers about Joseph, and they go and get Joseph, and Joseph comes out uh, of the prison, amen. And Joseph uh, is being placed as the governor of Egypt, second in command of all of Egypt, uh, and and here uh, uh, Pharaoh's dream was there would be seven years of plenty, and there'd be seven years of famine, so Joseph comes up with a plan of this is how we're going to take care of it, amen. And so here we have Joseph, he goes back and finally gets his brethren and they come whenever the famine they need food and then finally Joseph gets all of his family uh, back together amen and they're in Egypt and Jacob dies and here's where our text here's where our text picks up Jacob dies and his brethren thought you know what the only reason Joseph has been so nice to us the only reason a Joseph has welcomed us back with open arms and forgiven us is because our father has been alive. They said now that our father's dead, uh, he said surely uh, he's going to kill us. Surely uh, he'll seek to do us harm. And Joseph uh, asked him this question. Uh, he says, am I not in the place of God? Basically he's saying this, am I not in the will of God? That's what we would say today. You know what? Joseph was in the will of God. Amen? That's why he says, fear not. Amen? That's a good place to be in your life is in the will of God. Not outside the will, but inside the will of God. Now, in our day, this right here, he says, am I in the place of God? We would say, am I in God's will? Or, or is this God's will for my life? How many of us have ever said this, I'm trying to find God's will for my life. Amen. I've said it. You've said it. Probably we all said it. And if you didn't raise your hand, you already said it. You're just embarrassed about it. Amen. Uh, we said we're trying to find God's will. Uh, but if I read my Bible correctly, uh, and if I line these stories up just right, I do not think that we find the will of God for our lives. I believe it like this. I believe the will of God finds you in your life. Amen. I believe that with all my heart. Uh, you say, what am I talking about? I'm talking about, notice the story of Joseph. Did Joseph go out and say, I'm trying to find the will of God for my life? 
He absolutely did not. Uh, Joseph was just doing what his father had asked him to do, and that was to go down to Shechem uh, and check on his brothers uh, and to check on the flocks and see how they was doing. Uh, But little did he know that the will of God would find him. Amen? Now ain't that something? The will of God finds you. You do not find the will of God. Amen? Notice this. I, I didn't call Eichard's Grove Baptist Church up and say, Hey, I think I'd make y'all a good pastor. <laughs> I didn't call them up. They came to me. The will of God comes to you. You don't go to the will of God. Notice this. Notice the life of Saul. Saul was the same way. What happened? Saul's dead kiss lost some, lost some donkeys. And guess what? So, uh, guess what a kiss said to him? He said, Saul, I want you to go down there and find my donkeys. But little did you know on the other end, uh, God had done told Samuel, I'm going to send you a man to be king. We know that Israel wanted a king. And so uh, Kish says, Saul, go find my donkeys and bring them back to me. You know, a donkey in that day, that was a big deal, amen. That's like a tractor, if you will. That was what you plowed with. That's what you'd uh, plant with. You needed that. It was a, a valuable piece of equipment. And Saul said to Kish, Yes, Dad, I'll go find the donkey. And so Saul went, and lo and behold, who does he run into? He runs into Samuel. Uh, Did Saul go looking for the will of God for his life? No, no, no. But the will of God found Saul when when he was doing what his dad asked him to do. Notice the life King David. David, notice that. Notice uh, Saul had sinned against God and Saul's uh, reign was going to come to an end uh, because he had disobeyed God. And here is David. (coughs) Samuel, uh, uh, the Lord says, How long are thou going to mourn over Saul? And so what happens is uh, uh, the Lord tells Samuel, Go to the house of Jesse. Uh, Basically, I've got another king for Israel. And he goes there to Jesse. And here's what happens. He goes through one son after another son after another son. And then he says, Jesse, do you have any more sons? He says, yes, I've got one more out there in the pasture attending to the sheep. And he says, bring him here. And when he brought David there, uh, Samuel anointed him with oil uh, and the Holy Spirit came came upon him and he was to be the next king. Uh, Did David go looking for the will of God or did the will of God find David? The will of God found David. I'm telling you, you do not find the will of God for your life The will of God finds you in your life just through circumstances of life. Amen? But you say, how will the will of God uh, come to me? Notice, in the life of Joseph, in the life of Saul, in the life of David, uh, the will of God came to them uh, when they was already doing what their father asked them to do. The will of God will find you when you're doing what God has already asked you to do. Amen. 
the will of God will find you. According to the Bible, I've gave you three stories now. According to the Bible, the will of God will find you when you're doing what the Father has already asked you to do. Amen? He said, what am I saying? I'm saying, you know what's right. You ought to be faithful to the house of God. Amen? You ought to be faithful to God's house. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, vacation Bible school, revival. If they have a pinto bean supper, I'd come down to the pinto bean supper. Amen. I'd be faithful uh, to the house of God. Uh, and then, uh, you, you know this, we ought to read our Bible. Should we not read our Bible? Uh, you ought to read your Bible. Uh, you ought to pray. Here's a big one. You ought to tithe. Amen. Amen. God's already asked us to do it. Uh, you ought to do it. And I promise you this, if you'll do what God has already asked you to do, uh, the will of God will find you. Amen. The will of God will find you. Amen. I believe that with all my heart because I read it straight from the Bible how the will of God came to these men. Amen? And Joseph looks at his brethren and says, Am I not in the place of God? I want to be able, I hope uh, next year, if the Lord tarries is coming, I want to be able uh, to, to, to look back this time next year and say, You know what? I was in the place of God in 2016. I was in the will of God in 2016. I desire to be in His will and not in anyone else's will. I, I don't desire to be in the way of this world, amen? But I desire for my life to be right in the perfect center of the will of God, amen? I, and God has called me to preach why in the world He did, I never know. But God has called me to preach and I want to stay in the perfect sinner will of God for my life. Amen. You do what God's already asked you to do, I promise you this. The will of God will find you. Amen. I never in my life would have thought God called me to preach. So why? I took speech class in high school. Supposed to give a five minute speech. I was, I was back to my seat in 45 seconds, I think. I mean, I did not like to talk in front of people. I'm a pretty shy guy. I won't say a whole lot, you know, unless I'm talked to, you know. I, I just, that's not me. And I'm a little backwards. I'm, sometimes I stutter and stammer. And, you know, I'm thinking like, well, I ain't going to talk to them. What if they make fun of me? And all these things. And I never would have thought... This would be the will of God for my life. But I tell you this. I tell you this. When I got serious with God, I was reading my Bible and I was praying, trying to be faithful to the house of God. I was tithing. I was already doing the things that I knew was right. Lo and behold, God started dealing with my heart about preaching. Amen. I thought, man, I can't preach. I thought the will of God for my life was I was going to, uh, you know, grow up and play professional basketball. Amen. Then when that realized, 
uh, dawned on me. I'm white. Amen. <laughs> it ain't happening, you know. Uh, and, and that's what I thought the will of God was for my life, but that wasn't it. Amen. Some of y'all laughing. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. And uh, uh, that just wasn't the will of God for my life. But the will of God, listen, it had to find me. Because I would have never gave in to it. Amen. It had to find me. And God had to reveal it to me. Now inside the will of God, you'll find some things that happened in Joseph's life that you will encounter in your life. Amen. When you're in the will of God, rest assured, you will encounter some of these things. I believe if Joseph would talk to us tonight, if we could hear from Joseph, Joseph would tell us these things. Number one, when you're in the place of God, sometimes it's a place of persecution. Sometimes it is a place of persecution. Notice 2 Timothy 3.12 says, Paul writes, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. You know what? We're not going to be liked by everybody. We just can't be. Amen? Because, let's be honest. I'll be honest with you now. We don't, we don't all the times like everybody. Amen? I'm just saying what y'all already thinking. You don't like everybody to begin with. Uh, but we're not going to like, uh, people are not always going to like us. We're not always going to be able uh, to be uh, their friend, if you will. People are going to persecute us. Joseph himself was persecuted and yet he comes down almost to the end of his life, if you will, and he says, I was in the place of God and yet he faced persecution. We will face times of persecution. Notice, Joseph was persecuted by his family. His brethren. Who was it that threw him in the pit? It was his brothers. Now I wish this wasn't true, but it is. Sometimes you will be persecuted by your family. Amen. You know what I found out a whole lot of times if you are persecuted by your family? They're just like Joseph's brothers. They're just jealous. They're just jealous God is pouring His blessings out upon you and they ain't getting in it because their heart is bitter. Amen. But you will be persecuted by your family. Very well. Very good possibility you might be. Amen. I remember my sister. I love her, God bless her. But uh, I remember when I turned 16 on my birthday. This really ain't persecution. It's more like tried to beat me up or something. But uh, uh, when I turned 16, I got a Nike shirt for my birthday. Hey, man, you got Nike shirt in my house. You thank God for it. You say, Why? Because it didn't come from Walmart. Somebody say amen right there. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and, and, and we got, uh, I got a Nike shirt. 
And man, I liked that thing. I, I put it on. I, I was wearing it throughout the day. And me and my sister got into an argument. And, 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 and some things happened. And she went and she grabbed that shirt and just about ripped the thing plumb off of me. That's the truth. Now, my dad is here. Daddy, that's the truth. Don't believe what she says. Amen. And, and, she, and she ripped the thing just about plumb off of me. Boy, I was mad. I was mad. You said, why? She ripped my brand new Nike shirt. I thought to myself, my goodness. And I took it up there to my grandma, and she sewed it back for me. She sewed it, ripped around the neck, down the shoulder there. And she she sewed it back for me. You said, what was that? Sometimes family don't act right, do they? Amen? Sometimes you'll be persecuted by family. One thing I've learned about family... Since I have gotten married, you can't choose family. (laughs) Amen. You can choose friends, but you can't choose family. Laugh. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. (laughs) But you can't choose family. And sometimes even family will persecute. Maybe a brother. Maybe a sister. Maybe... Your mom and dad are not saved. And maybe they'll mock you and they'll make fun of you and say, why in the world are you going down there to that church? Why in the world are you giving that church that money? Why in the world are you doing this and that? And you can turn around and say, because I want to be in the place of God. Amen. Amen. You'll be persecuted by family, but then you'll be persecuted by friends. You won't believe the friends that I lost when God saved me from high school. Grew up with, I mean, just about grew up with. I can count on one hand how many people that I still talk to from my high school. And then, lo and behold, God called me to preach. Man, that number really dropped off. I don't want to hang around a preacher. You know, uh, every once in a while, one of my friends from high school will call me up and will want me to, uh, to come watch a game or to play basketball with them or something. And you can tell I turn that down every time. Uh, amen. But, uh, but uh, they'll, they'll call me up and they'll ask me to come maybe watch a game or something. And I always ask them, is so-and-so going to be there? Because I know they drink. And he says, yeah. I said, I can't go. So I don't want to be around that. You know what? No doubt, they probably asked, where's Chris at? Well, he didn't want to come. But I think they really know the reason. Because I don't want to be around that mess. And you will suffer persecution from your friends. You'll suffer persecution from family, persecution from friends, but then persecution from the foe. Satan will persecute you. Notice 2 Corinthians 12. Paul said, There was given to me a thorn in the flesh. And the messenger of Satan came to, what's the word? Buffet me. It means to strike over and over and over again. You will face persecution from the devil. Don't think that you're going to get saved and get in God's will uh, and he's just going to let you get by with it. 
Oh no, He's going to try to do everything in His power to hinder you uh, and to stop you uh, and to make you ruin your testimony. We'll be persecuted by family, friends, foe. Paul, he suffered persecution. 2 Timothy 4 and 16 and 17, Paul says, At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. Paul, I mean, seriously, Paul gave it his blood, sweat, and tears, and still people forsook him. But he said this, notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. When you feel like you can't go on, there's one that'll help you. Amen. His name is Jesus. Amen. Uh, when you feel persecuted, uh, there's one that knows exactly what you're going through uh, because He came unto His own uh, and His own received Him not. He knows what you're going through and He cares why, and He cares for you as you're going through it. Amen. There's a place of persecution, but secondly, it's a place of prison. It's a place of prison. Notice Joseph, after Potiphar's wife lied on him, he was thrown into prison. You, the will of God, listen, the will of God found him in a prison. The will of God. The will of God is not a straight line. It's not. Like in college, you know. uh, I went to, but before my Bible college, I went to, you know, Harvard on the highway. Caldwell Community. And, uh, amen. And uh, I went up there. And uh, before you take a course, they'll give you a paper and it'll have, an, it'll have what you'll do through every chapter of the book and what you will need to complete before the end of the semester. You knew what was ahead. The will of God, not like it. It's by faith. You don't never know what's around the next turn. You don't never know what's ahead. Joseph's, if Joseph would tell us tonight, he'd say, sometimes you'll find yourself in a prison. You say, what am I saying? Well, when I think of a prison, I think of a low place. A low place. He was put in a pit, then he was put in a prison. I think of prison... That's about, except for being in the grave, that's about as low as you can go. Amen. It's a low place. Sometimes the will of God uh, will find you at a low place in your life. Amen. Uh, it ain't always mountaintops. Amen. Uh, 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 the sister uh, testified uh, tonight. Uh, she's been depressed. Depression is real. Uh, it happens. Amen. Uh, and they are low places uh, that you will encounter in life in the will of God. Amen. Not outside the will of God. Joseph said, in the place of God. There'll be some low places in life. There'll be some places where it seems like you can't take any more. Read Psalms 42. Man, I, 
I love that Psalms. That Psalms, uh, he says, uh, why, uh, he, he talks to his soul. He says, why art thou disquieted within me? Uh, why art thou so troubled? Uh, why art thou so low on my soul? And he thinks about what he has in God. He says, I can't help but praise him. Then it goes and says, who is the health of my countenance? And if you don't know what that means, it just simply means this. A smile. He said, he's the health of my countenance. Even in the low places in life, God can give you a smile. Amen? I think of prison, I think of a low place, but then I think of a lonely place. A lonely place. Amen? There's not a lot of people, when I think of prison... There's not a lot of people that I'd want to be my friends except the biggest guy in there. Amen. Uh, if I was ever thrown in prison, I'd find the biggest, meanest dude I could find and I'd try to be his friend. Uh, protect me from everybody else. Uh, but it would be a lonely place. Amen. Uh, Joseph, uh, the only time I read of anybody that he encountered in the prison uh, was the baker and the butler. No doubt in my mind that it's a low place, but then sometimes it's a lonely place. Sometimes uh, people don't understand what you're going through. Sometimes they don't even know what you're going through, and it feels like you are all alone. But God knows you're there. He knows what it's like to be rejected. He knows what it's like to have uh, to have his own men uh, forsake him uh, there at the cross. He knows what it's like uh, to be in a low place in life. Uh, uh, remember uh, when he was in the garden uh, of Gethsemane, uh, that was a low place. Uh, he, said, uh, he said, Lord, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. The whole sins of the world was upon him. His disciples out there couldn't even watch or couldn't even pray with him for one hour. It was a low place, all alone. But then, when I think of a prison, I think of a low-lit place. I think of a very dark place. I think of darkness. I think of prison. I think not a lot of light. Man, I don't know about you, but I'm still scared of the dark sometimes. Amen? You think of darkness. You think of, you think, when you think of a prison, you think of, Darkness. The will of God sometimes will find you in a dark place. I remember me and my wife, we have a, a son. He's two and a half years old now. And I love him with all my heart. My family, outside of Lord Jesus Christ, my family is everything to me. But we found ourselves in the will of God in a low place, in a lonely place, and in a very low litter, dark place. So why? Wife, I come home from work one day, and my wife had something in her hand. I didn't know what in the world it was. And she showed it to me and said, we're pregnant. Man, I was excited. You know, man, we're going to get to start our family. I was excited. Then we went, a few weeks passed, went to her doctor to hear the heartbeat, and they couldn't find a heartbeat. 
there. They said she was going to have a miscarriage. Second time rolled around, she said she's pregnant again. Excited, but a little scared at the same time. And it come back. No heartbeat. Third time come around. No heartbeat. Tess was saying positive, but her body was like rejecting it. You talk about a low place. Talk about a lonely place. Talk about a dark place in your life. Seemed like no one knew what we was going through. He got to the point I hated to even tell people. Got to the point my wife hated to even tell anybody about we had had another miscarriage. You know what? We went down to Charlotte uh, endocrinologist specialist or whatever and we went down there to Charlotte and, and, and they said we don't know why you're not able to have children they said I don't know me and my wife we said we don't know but my wife said this on the way home from Charlotte she said if God wants us to have a child he'll have to give us a child you know what? That rung in my heart. I looked at her. I said, you're exactly right. God wants us to have children. He's going to have to be the one to give us children. I've got a little boy at home who's into everything. My wife's verse for that little boy at home is found over in Samuel. It says, for this child I prayed. You know what? We wasn't doing anything wrong. We wasn't living in sin, if you will. We were going to church. We were faithful to God. We're trying to do everything we knew was right. And the will of God found us in a low place, a lonely place, and a dark place. Amen. Be it in the will of God. You'll be a place of persecution. It'll be a place of prison, but then, number three, and I'm done. It'll be a place of prosperity. It'll be a place of prosperity. You say, what am I saying? I'm saying, it pays to live for God. Amen? Amen. It pays to serve Jesus. It pays to be in God's will. There's no other place I'd rather be than in the will of God. Amen. Than in the place of God. It was a place of prosperity. Notice Joseph, he prospered in a famine. There was a famine throughout all the land. Only Joseph had corn. Only Joseph had meal. Only Joseph had food. And everybody that wanted food had to go through Joseph. In the middle of a famine, Joseph was prospering. You say, why? Because he was in the place of God. Everybody else was in a famine. Aren't you glad it doesn't... Uh, uh, you can be prosperous in a world that it seems like everywhere you look, uh, they're against God. Uh, uh, 
And they, they are against the things of God. And it seems like all around you, uh, the world is in a famine spiritually. Uh, but you can be prosperous in that type of situation. Amen? Aren't you glad for that? Joseph, there was a famine everywhere. But Joseph found it to be a prosperous place. He prospered in a famine. But then his family prospered. His family prospered. Here's a big one. Joseph looks at him. He says, but as for you, ye thought evil against me. But God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. When Pharaoh found out about Joseph's family and his dead there, he told him, come, bring them. They could have the best of the land. They could have houses. Uh, They could have cattle. They could have whatever they wanted. Uh, Joseph's family prospered because Joseph found himself in the place of God. It scares me to death as being the spiritual leader of my home, as all men should be, that the blessings of my family hinges upon me. Amen. The blessings of your family hinges upon the man. I want to stay in the will of God because I love my family. I love my wife. I love my son. And I want the blessings of God upon them and not the wrath of God because I got out of the will of God. Joshua chapter 7, you have a man who got out of the will of God. What's his name? Achan. Achan was his name. Got out of the will of God. Took some things. Put them under his tent. Listen, in the end, he lost his family. It'll, it'll pay to be in the will of God. Your family depends upon it. Amen. You may be the only way they get to heaven because they've seen your life in the will of God. Amen? His family prospered, but then his future was prosperous. We're talking about Joseph. Joseph here. Joseph in the Bible, Dr. Harold B. Seitler said this. He said, you can find pictures of Jesus all in the Bible. He's there on every page. And he said, if you can't find them on one page, flip it over to the next, you'll find them two times. Amen? And I believe that. Joseph is the greatest picture of Christ we have in the Bible. And we are celebrating that today. We are looking at his life today. His future is still living on. You see, when you are in the will of God, people will remember your life. If you go to a graveyard out here, you'll see when someone was born, there'll be a little dash mark, and then there'll be when they died. And all of that, Very few people will remember when you're born. Very few people will probably remember when you die. 
But what they remember is that little bitty mark on that gravestone. They remember your life. We remember Joseph's life because he looked at his brethren and he said, Am I not in the place of God? Amen. Your life will be remembered. I want it to be remembered by this. That old Chris, he wasn't much, but he loved the Lord. He lived for God. I don't know all of you in here, but I think that you would like your family to say they loved the Lord. They was faithful to church, faithful to the things of God. Joseph was able to look at his brethren and say this, Brothers, you think I'm going to hurt you now? Look what all God has brought me through. It wasn't because of you why I'm here. It's because of God. That's why I'm here. Why should I harm you? Why should I hurt you? You were just in the plan of God. I want you to understand something tonight and I'm done. God has a plan. God has a will for your life. And if you're doing what He's asked you to do, you will find that will for your life. You may go through some persecution. You may go through some low places and some prison and some dark places. But in the end, I believe you'll be able to say, man, it was a prosperous place. It was worth everything. It was worth everything. Pastor, you come.